0: Welcome to the Andrea K Show.
1: It's all I want. She's
0: blonde, five foot two.
1: It's all I need, yeah.
0: And one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea Kay.
2: This is my America.
0: Ooh yeah. Woo! It's Friday night.
2: There's nowhere. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K show. It is Friday. We made it, babies. Thank Jesus. I did not think we would. I posted a meme this morning of AK on Monday compared to AK on Friday, and let me tell you, I think I, I think Friday I looked a lot better in that meme. Monday was a nightmare for me. Um, crazy, crazy week, and I'm glad to be at the end of it. Um, but despite it all, every day I'm it, I'm just thrilled and honored and excited to get to share this time with you guys. We are streaming live right now. On Facebook on the Answer San Diego Facebook page. So come on over there if, you, if you're if you so inclined, but only if you're smart enough and witty enough and fun enough and cool enough and fabulous enough to hang out with my peeps over there like Yasmin and Sandra and Jimmy and others. Love you guys so, so much. Uh, uh, did I get the phone number out? 888-344-1170. 8883441170. I'm not going to open the show tonight talking about the classified documents. I don't think there's anything left to be said there. Today it's just all about uh, the the people twisting themselves in pretzels in order to justify and say how continue to say how you know what Trump did was worse or even worse than we got the dude Hank Johnson who thought that Guam could could be tipped over if the population got too high claiming that Republicans uh, planted the evidence. So we're not going to talk about that. What we are going to talk about in this hour of the show is the breaking news today, the CDC, what they have finally said in relation to the shots and strokes. We've got that to share with you guys. And um what's the old... uh Um, There used to be at a time in America when people would chant uh, like at open air markets, hey, you know, oranges, get your oranges here. Well, now today, I guess at the Children's Hospital in Pittsburgh, uh, the chant to men is uterus, get your uterus here. I kid you not. We got to talk about that story and more. And then, of course, Friday means Bob Walters, who will be here with his education report. What's happening with children in this country is absolutely insane. And that really needs to be, we really need to be thinking about why are we talking about the topics we're talking about? Is it because that really is the number one topic uh, in the nation and what we should be thinking about? Or is it that it's the squirrel, right? Or the shiny object, what they want us to be, (laughs) what they want us to be (laughs) looking at. Somebody here is making me giggle. I think the culture war in particular with what's happening with our children has to be right up there. And of course, the way the U.S. government has tried to use health uh, as a way. To seize control over our lives and actually ends up has ended up killing many Americans has to be right at the top. That should have been we're 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 too willing to adjust, right? COVID and the communistic grabs over, over our bodies and our lives should have carried the day in the midterms. Before I go any further, I gotta bring in my brother. It's DJ, Potato Skins.
1: Andrea, it's great to be a part of the show, each and every show. Wait, what's that? Squirrel! <laughs>
2: Uh, back in the day when I was in, in corporate America, uh, squirrel is now the object that, you know, get, distracts uh-huh. people. But back in the day, uh, a squirrel was um, was a dude trying to get some play. And, he, you know, we would say, he's just a squirrel. He's just a squirrel oh, in my world.
1: I learned something on the show.
2: He's just a squirrel in my world looking for a nut. And then we would shorten it to say, oh, he's just a squirrel. <laughs> so um if you're if you ever encounter me and I'm say, saying you're just a squirrel um it's not a compliment anyway <laughs> so um I- I'm glad for this announcement today with the cdc they did not go far enough as we have been reporting every day another person dropping dead particularly a young person dropping dead there's no other explanation for the rise in the sudden uh, or the brand new sudden adult death syndrome the rise in young people dropping and either dropping to their deaths or dropping on the field and having to be you know defibr- defibrillated we know the government finally admitted that myocarditis was a side effect which is absolutely deadly Now they have finally come out and admitted, well, not really admitted. Here's what the CDC did today. They identified a, quote, uh, safety concern, in relation to the COVID shots and how they are connected to um, ischemic strokes. Um, but they, but but here's how they, they pulled their punches. Here's how they had to couch it, right? They had to couch it that um, they're investigating whether the bivalent Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine, which is not a vaccine, uh, it, how it creates an increased risk of ischemic stroke in people 65 and older. Is that what we've seen a scourge of, Skins? Is that what we've seen as we have been seeing people dropping all over this country? Has it not been primarily in young people and particularly young athletes? There, I, I gave the stats recently, and I should have brought it in tonight. Uh, the increase of young people suffering cardiac arrest has increased and in, in specifically it spiked 1,700% just since 2021. Now, what has started happening in 2021 that wasn't happening before? Connect the dots. It doesn't take Columbo to figure it out.
1: Well, I'm glad you gave that percentage because you and I have been talking about it at least every other day on the show about somebody else severely, severely young. And look at that cardiac arrest, heart attack, something of that nature.
2: Right. We're seeing strokes. I mean, somebody did a compilation on YouTube the other day showing all these reporters, you know, having strokes and stroking out and falling over in the middle of live interviews. Don't try to tell me there's no connection here. I'm not five. I've lived long enough to know that what's happening in our country and what's happening around the world is is connected to these shots. There's no way around it. And I can tell you how else you can know. Because when you mention it, when you ask about it, they want to call you names and they want to shut you down. And they've been shutting us down, those of us that were asking questions, those of us that didn't toe the line, those of us that did not allow panic and fear to cause us to, to abandon our critical thinking, to abandon our analytical thinking, to just accept whatever, you know, um, was being shoved our way. Uh, we were right to be questioning
1: And, Andrea, if they were right, all they would have to do is literally just show us the data. But they can't because it doesn't exist.
2: In fact, Pfizer, and and, and by the way, also a problem I have with the CDC coming out at this point and saying they're investigating whether the bivalent Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine creates an increased risk, it's Moderna that actually has the even bigger problem with it. And they're not even investigating that. Meanwhile, we've got the Moderna CEO... Saying this today, clip one what is the status of COVID right now? Do you think this is transitioning into an endemic, a seasonal thing? Where is COVID?
1: Yeah, I mean it's tough to do precisely because none of us have managed a transition from pandemic to endemic before. But we really think now that we're moving into endemic setting. As you know the Omicron boosters that were launched in the fall have very good clinical data. The VA just got very good data in terms of all vaccine efficacy. And so I think that we're now getting ready for yet another update in the fall. And we're going to move most probably to an annual boosters for people at high risk, people that are 50 and above, and people that have high medical conditions. They're going to need an annual booster like we do with flu.
2: First of all, the flu shots are not a booster. And these were never vaccines. They, in fact they because they're not vaccines they had to change the definition of what a vaccine is. And then they had to then after they told you you couldn't get COVID or give it, then you had to add a second shot, now one to third, now one to four, and now they want you to get it annually. No. No. And the data was always there. There was a reason why Pfizer asked the court to bury their data for 75 years. And we had Naomi Wolf on the show many times. She and 3,000 people delved through the documents of what they found from um, the the miscarriages that were caused. I, I, I can't remember, there was a term for it in terms of the number of babies that were spontaneously aborted and killed in this.
1: And I'm seeing more and more articles out there, Andrea. It was just a few people that were informed that we're calling it gene therapy. That's kind of becoming the term that accurately is describing these. One of
2: the things we found out, thanks to the Missouri uh, Attorney General and uh, Louisiana Attorney General Landry, you know, they filed a lawsuit in order to get to... um Uh, to uncover what was going on with the collusion between the CDC, the NIH, the NIAID and the White House and Big Tech. And remember, that was the deposition in which Fauci said he couldn't remember something or couldn't recall something like 400 times. Well, Missouri Missouri Attorney General Bailey released documents early this week that show that Facebook told an official at the Biden White House that the company not only suppressed, quote, what they thought was misinformation, but actually took action against the Morality of often true content regarding the shots. Um, Here's what uh, Missouri Attorney General had to say. I want to protect Missourians and the freedom they enjoy, which is why as Attorney General, I will always defend the Constitution. This case is about the Biden administration's blatant disregard for First Amendment and its collusion with big tech social media companies to suppress speech it disagrees with. I say it's more than that, Attorney General, because when they were suppressing when they were suppressing content that they knew to be true about the shots because it was going to create vaccine hesitancy, it was about withholding information from the American people, and people died as a result. Here's what it said in one of the emails. Facebook staffer, identity was redacted. Um, he said um, in an email to the White House dated March 21st, uh, the email, the Facebook staff member dis- discussed, quote, levers for tackling vaccine hesitancy content, not tackling untruths, not tackling falsehoods, but just anything that might m- give somebody pause. In other words, the only content they wanted out there was pro shot content and they were withholding anything else, even if it was true. Quoting from the email, you also asked us about our levers for reducing virality of vaccine hesitancy content. As you know, in addition to removing vaccine misinformation, we have been focusing focused on reducing the virality of content discouraging vaccines that does not contain actionable information. This is often true content. Which we will, which we allow at the post level because it is important for people to be able to discuss both their personal experiences and concerns about the vaccine, but it can be framed as sensation, alarmist, or shocking. So they were suppressing it. If they allowed it, they labeled it as you're a kook, you're an alarmist, you're this, you're that. This has been a concerted effort from the beginning. I know that Jim Jordan today uh, has has said that his first investigation for his his Judiciary Committee, his new select committee, is going to be investigating the classified documents of Biden. There must be an investigation and that's going to come in the form of another committee. Um, There's another committee. Let me say it this way. There's another committee that's been formed to investigate the origins of covid. I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in the fact that the U.S. government pushed shots out early when Fauci was on record back many years ago in the CDC saying it takes anywhere from 12 to 15 or more years to bring a shot safely to market. And this was pushed out in nine months. And the way they pushed it out was to withhold the truth. The way they got the American people to put their arms out was by withholding the truth that these were not safe. They were not properly vetted. There was super high risk that we were basically the entire world were guinea pigs and people are dying as a result. And they continue to hide that information from us. And they're continuing to try to push these shots on us. That's what I want investigated. And at the result of that investigation, we need to have a U.S. attorney or somebody someplace with the guts to prosecute Fauci. Going to take a break. You know who else should be prosecuted for crimes involving health? the crimes taking place against children in regards to transgender surgeries. We've got to, I I want you guys to hear from a Children's Hospital Gender Program Navigator when we come back.
0: A.K. Dynamite in a Dress. Or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her. She's on The Answer San Diego.
2: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Any of you men out there looking for a uterus? Who's looking for a uterus? Apparently, that's, that's like a hot item right now, in demand. According to a Children's Hospital Gender Program Navigator, uh, his, it, it's all. I guess the mission, he gave a talk on fertility in the LBGTQIA community. And uh, I want you guys to hear, uh, he, he goes on to saying, yeah, I'm going to refer to him as a he because it's what he is. He says, quote, helping trans women get pregnant was one of the main reasons why he does the work that he do.
0: One area that ha- had not been looked at before in any
1: serious way was, could the donors be live donors? Because in the original study, it was, the conclusion was that they would have to be cadaver-based donors or, or um from individuals who were no longer alive, right? So, live donation has been something the community has talked about for decades. It was really seen as magical thinking. Um, for a tra- th- this would be a live donation from a, a person who was assigned female at birth but identified as a transgender man. And they said, well, you know,
0: I have these parts. I don't want them. You want them, you need them. So, what if I gave them to you? How would that work? And apparently, based on their research, this is actually viable. Anecdote.
2: Wow. Um, first of all, there's just so much to unpack here, as the cool people say. Um, it was really seen as magical thinking that this would be like a live donation. Um, first of all, I take umbrage with, he says, uh, those who were assigned female at birth, but i but identified as a transgender man. This is somebody working in a hospital. This is a complete defiance of all things hashtag science. You're not assigned female. You're born male or female. Second of all, um, to my knowledge, it's illegal right now. In the United States of America, this is why the whole your body, your choice thing is such a stupid argument, because do you know it's not legal right now to go, you know what, uh, you know, my kidneys are just spot on and I only need one of them. I bet I bet these babies could get me top dollar out on the market. Doesn't work that way. I'm not supposed to be able to harvest my organs to sell them out there. And one of the reasons for that, there's many reasons for it, but one of which is supposed to be in their morality. We're 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 now going to be having human beings to, to have our bodies chopped up and just having parts delivered. It's inhumane. And it also is stupid. I there's no way that if I donated my fabulous, amazing, incredible uterus to skins because Skins was like, you know what, I think I think I want to experience it. Look on his face right now. <laughs> Skins is like, lady, I ain't want your I, uterus. I have, I have a word. No. <laughs> what, man? You don't want my uterus? That still does not make you possible for you to, to carry a child. What are we... T- this is insane. This is a- as crazy as the people out there, as the men out there that... How do I say this delicately in a way that 's you know classy for salem media um, there 's men out there shoving things up their their bodies and, and and then pushing it out to try to make them simulate having birth. This is crazy, and this individual this is at the children 's hospital gender program navigator. Never in my lifetime did I think, and I grew up hearing about i think the first Quote, sex change surgery I ever heard about. I think it was Renee Richards. There was a tennis player. Um, and I think that was one of the first high profile, uh, sex, quote, sex change surgeries that we saw. And there was nobody looking at Renee Richards that thought that was a woman. But you know what? I thought, who cares? You know, he's, you know, um, he wanted to play in the women's tennis, you know, thing. And at that time, it was the, it was also the first time I think we saw a man trying to compete, you know, um, in, in women's sports. Um, but this is just such, um, we we were talking about it before the show, Skins. I mean, it's so narcissistic. It's so bullying because it's 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 I'm go, in and the quest for my feelings and to normalize and 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 so that I can feel good about my my insanity, my psychological issues. Everybody has to kowtow to me, and now the United States of America has to ha, has to go down this really dark, crazy, insane road towards. Now we're talking about. Women given over their uterus to, you know, um, men supposedly who, who think they're women. That's crazy. And you know what else is crazy? What happened here in, in uh, San Diego County? If you're not in San Diego County, you might not have heard of a little town called Santee. The Santee YMCA allows naked men, because this was approved by the San Diego County Board of Supervisors, that grown men who identify as uh, women can now use locker rooms and shower with underage girls. And it happened at the Santee YMCA. A 17-year-old girl, Rebecca Phillips, was at the Santee YMCA to work out after work. Uh, she says "By uh, she was showering as she was showering naked. She encountered a naked man inside the women's locker room uh, as she was showering. She's underage. She went and hid, said she was scared for her safety. She went up to uh, the the um, somebody, uh, I guess it was the director of membership for the San Diego County YMCA's. Uh, um, no, the, uh, this, this director of membership called her later and informed her that she was never in danger with the naked man in her locker room. And Phillips explained underage minors and her siblings go there and that uh, transgender customers use the family restrooms. But, you know, do do something that besides the women's locker rooms. And she was the 17 year old girl was basically made to feel like something was wrong with her that she did not want to shower with an adult man. This is what we're doing in this country. This is what we're doing to our culture, to women, to young girls. Fifteen years ago, that man would have been arrested for exposing himself. We had a weatherman here in San Diego. I don't remember his name. He was arrested because he unzipped his fly and exposed himself in front of some kids who were getting off a school bus. How is this any better? It's not, because this guy says he's a woman. He gets to he gets to fulfill his fantasies or get his jollies or whatever he was doing, and you know, in front of children. This was approved by Nathan Fletcher, Tara Lawson-Remer, and Nora Vargas. They all voted in favor of this ordinance back in the day. Shame on anybody that voted for any of these people in the recent elections. We're going to take a break. and we come back, we're going to continue to talk about kids because Bob Walters is going to be here for his Friday report, so don't you go anywhere.
0: News, politics and current events. It's the Andrea K show on the Answer San Diego.
2: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show. You know what? I forgot to point out that tonight is Friday the 13th. How about that? We already had a really scary story for you guys. We had this uh gender what was it? What did he call himself? The Children's Gender Program Navigator on the show talking about Women handing their uteruses over to men so they can have children. I mean, that's kind of a scary story. And Bob Walters is here. His Friday night segments are kind of scary for us. Uh, Happy uh, Friday the 13th, my dear. Good to be here. All right. You got any scary plans for tonight?
1: (laughs) Well, just as broadcast, we'll cover (laughs) some that might alarm people.
2: I'm not much of a horror movie person myself. Uh, I think what I think what we've got going on across the country, and particularly in the schools, is kind of a horror show. Before you get into your rundown, Bob, I did want to, there's breaking news tonight, and you're so busy, I'm not sure you saw it. I want to le- let everybody know that at least one official at the Virginia school where the six-year-old boy shot his teacher uh, was tipped off that the child had a nine millimeter in, at, at the school. Um, they did search his pack, backpack, but didn't find it. The kid needed to be removed from school. Why was he allowed to stay there? How did they not find this gun? The school is responsible for the fact. Now, the teacher, thank goodness, thank the good Lord, is alive. But this is just, um, I mean, I don't even know what to say here. Quote, at least one administrator was notified of a possible weapon and was aware that the student had... Um there was potential for the weapon on campus. The kid was allowed to stay there for two and a half hours. Our schools are such a failure, Bob. They can't even stop a kid from whipping out a gun.
1: I know. It's really sad what's going on.
2: It's unacceptable and it's just it's not a safe space for our kids. And if there's any way you can get your kids out of these schools, you got to do so.
1: I agree. That's why we've got to do that school choice initiative again.
2: Yeah, we absolutely have to make it happen. And we know that that is something that, um, it, in particularly, I think the minority communities want it even more than anybody else because they know that that's the ticket out for their kids. Do you have some good news you can start us off with tonight? I could use that. I do have some good
1: news. <laughs> the school board bans critical race theory right after being sworn in last week.
2: That was Harris, uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders?
1: Yep, that's awesome. her Initial action was to ban CRT in the in the schools of Temecula. Now that's the good news. The kind of twisty news that happened today: 200 students got up and walked out in protest to this ban on CRT training. Well, you know, the students are indoctrinated with this um, sickness of CRT, which is a really disgusting.
2: Well yeah, well you know what the school should have been locked, they shouldn't have been allowed back in and told they missed class for that day. Yep. And they're gonna get failed. That's what that's what I think. We need to get some punishment back into the, into these schools.
1: Well, we got some other news that's kinda interesting. When yeah. concerned parents sued their district in LA unified school district to reopen schools, they were told that they had no right to qualify to quality education. There was nothing in the law requiring it. Now the left <laughs> Much to my surprise, are pushing an initiative for the 2024 ballot, which would demand the state provide quality education for all students in California.
2: Well, but see, my question, Bob, is what is it? How do they define? How does anybody define quality education at this point? Because the left will tell you that that that, um, that when they're pushing that math is racist, and that you know little kids can choose their gender, that that's high quality.
1: I know. We will have to watch it real careful. Yeah. See what's going on. Alright, conservatives are now among, are aiming to remove tenure from university professors in Kansas and Texas. In this country, only 25% of professors now have tenure. Tenure is a, once you've been in the position for a while, you're protected against being fired no matter what you say or do. But many feel they abuse that rank to promote CRT and other left-wing dogma hiding behind tenure. 33 tenured professors in Kansas were recently fired using an emergency pandemic measure that existed on the ballot last last month. And that was a shock because it uh, hadn't happened in a long time. But they're now pushing to remove the provision of tenure to protect professors from being fired for bad teaching and bad efforts
2: i i you know what I've never researched it. I'd like to know when this tenure thing started because it's it's the most un american thing that I can think of in it in this country because it, the, it think about how that removes anything related to merit anything related to there's no mo- why would it all you got to do is show up and punch your clock at that point when you're guaranteed a job and there's no there there's no ability to fire you then there's no requirement to perform there's no motivation to perform there's no incentive to to perform and then there's no accountability. There's nothing. Then anybody can walk in and do whatever they want to do and push whatever crap they want to push on kids. Yep. And and that and it's it's completely un American. There should be nobody in this country our elected officials, our president is supposed to be held accountable by being fired by not being reelected. You know, if you're a business owner, if you don't do a quality job for your clients, they fire you by taking their business elsewhere. How in the world did we get to a place to where teachers were given a permanent job? It's almost the same way with our government, too, because Mama worked for the government and all these different departments and agencies, and nobody can be fired. She wasn't allowed to fire somebody who was caught stealing. Yeah, so, you know, and I think it has to do with uh, unions, correct?
1: That's where it sprang from. It did, it did spring from the unions back in the 40s.
2: Mm, well, well, I'm glad I'm glad to know only 24% have it, but that's still way too high. We need to go we need that number to go down to nada. No none. That's what we need.
1: <laughs> <laughs> number. All right, yeah. the 11th US Court of Appeals decided on December 30th that Florida in St. Johns County did not violate the law under the equal protection clause of Title 9. And thus the separation of male and female bathrooms based on biological sex was upheld to be a legal requirement in that district, Good. which is good.
2: Yeah, it's good because I was just, uh, before you came on, I was telling a story about here in San Diego County, Bob, where the YMCA, the 17-year-old girl, is taking a shower when in walks a grown adult man, stripped naked, and starts taking a shower with her. She's she's an underage minor. So she runs and hides. Later on, she calls, and uh, the director of membership at the Y tells her, you know, you're the one with the problem. He wasn't doing anything wrong. This is what we're doing in this country with these, you know, uh, transgender bathroom Situations. It
1: is wrong, and hopefully we can do enough to rise up against it. And there is evidence that it is rising up, but still, you got a lot to, a lot of ground to cover.
2: Well, I, my question for the seventeen-year-old girl is, where is her father? Because her father should have been down there, ready to handle business. That's what I have to say about that. We need well, more that's... men to be stepping up. Because let me tell you, my brother-in-law Alan, if that had happened when one of his girls was in the restroom, um, it wouldn't have been pretty. I'll just say that.
1: I disagree that would be good. all right residents of Paris, Maine recall two school board members who pushed a transgender identity policy that would hide student gender transitions from their parents mm. thing we've seen in other parts of the country
2: yeah
1: but the the parents of Paris, Maine, which is a small town, they put together an initiative drive within a couple of weeks and recalled two board members and got the that provision removed from. The policy of the of the district. Good. Yep. Good.
2: But it just right. goes to show, Bob. I mean, that's in, even in small towns. You can't think, because you're in small town America, this isn't happening. Oh,
1: I agree. Or right. even private schools anymore. You right. Know, you got to be careful. All right. The first of its kind in the U.S. Senate, the Seattle School District filed legal action against many of its big tech companies for poisoning youth with social media addiction, mm. which is the district says made too many students suffer from anxiety, depression, and other ills. <laughs> it's very good action. Other parents in other districts did file scores of similar actions in states blaming kids' suicide rate on the big tech group. So I'm, I'm really surprised that there's beginning to be a, a revolution against this big tech influence on kids. And that they do have an influence with them; it's a fact.
2: Yeah, I watched a, a show. I think Lisa Ling is a really good reporter, and she had a series. I don't know if it's on anymore. Called "This Is Life," and she did an episode about um, the uh, about it, it was it was a lot of it was specific to gaming and how uh, gaming gets kids completely addicted, and it's harder to break. It's it's harder of an addiction to break than heroin and other substances. Um, but it, but, but the, the episode went in general into how, all these software programs and all these apps from social media and beyond, how they're intentionally designed to get you addicted. And she actually, there is a school in Northern California where all of these software designers send their kids, and there's no devices allowed in this school no phones, no iPads, no computers. They've got their kids being raised device free while they're intentionally destroying the minds and the lives of everybody else's children. Yeah, boy. It's a real, real, real serious problem. If I had a kid, they would not have any device that w- was connected to anything. And when it came to their homework, I would be sitting there with them on the laptop, and that would be it. There would be no social media, and there sure as heck wouldn't be any gaming. And, there would, and I can tell you for dang sure there wouldn't be any TikTok going on with my kid.
1: Yeah, Praising China. Yeah. Okay, Parents in Maine, another town in Maine. Mm-hmm a vicious anti-family leftist from chairing school board budget meetings after she attacked parents who objected to the obscene library books being removed in a school library. Okay. So that is another example of parents rising up in a different town in Maine, and they got that woman fired who tried to stop and yell at uh, the effort to get rid of obscene books out of the library. I love this story.
2: Sister friend thought she was going to flex, right? She thought she was going to use her power and shut these parents up. And they were like, we ain't going anywhere, sister. You are. And she got the boot. That's right. I love <laughs> I love that story. <laughs> That's my
1: favorite so far. All right. And you got the Ninth Circuit Court rules that an advisory board member can be fired over Antifa Association. This was in Huntington Beach, Oh, where it was learned that Sonia left us. Had been a longtime member of this left wing group, and much to the shock of the board who had hired her a few years earlier. So they took steps and removed her. She went to court and lost the case. Excellent. Yep. Good
2: result. All right. Okay, Bob, I think this is a good time to take a little break. And when we come back, final segment for this hour and with Bob Walters, don't you go anywhere? We got more coming up. <laughs>
0: Andrea Kay, the Donut Queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego.
2: Happy Friday the 13th out there for you guys. Got some scary stuff happening in the schools. Continuing our discussion with Bob Walters, author of Education or Indoctrination. You need to go get yourself a copy PDQ. All right, Bob Walters, what else you got to share with us tonight?
1: Well, and some college crazies, you got, according to a new study, California public schools are saturated with teachers who were taught critical race theory at university colleges in California. Ethnic studies is just a front for the CRT.
2: Yeah. This mm-hmm.
1: report was put out by the criticalrace.org, which monitors CRT curriculum and training in higher education, and they were alarmed how deep the teachers have been trained in California colleges.
2: Yeah, and this after they've been telling us for how long that CRT is not being taught in schools.
1: Yeah, I know. Yeah, mm-hmm. All right, if the California Supreme Court bans affirmative action, affirmative college admissions, then only black men left, will be left on campus will be athletes. It's an interesting story. The NCAA, where 131 schools spend an average of $15 billion a year to boost their college teams, a black man is seven times more likely than a white man to be on a scholarship as an athlete. One in 67 white men are such a category with in states with such small black populations. One in four blacks are on scholarship for athletes, but only one in 81 whites are on such status. In the southern states, that ratio goes from 1 to 155 for athletes, uh,
2: so okay, let me let me make sure I understand this because I'm, I'm I'm slow. Okay, so um, right. So um, okay, I'm I'm trying to understand. Um, affirmative action. It, it, the only way that some of these kids are getting on these schools is by either scholarship for athletes, and the scholarship for athletes are primarily going to black men, right? they are yes so the and the only way that a lot of these young black men are making it into these schools is by affirmative affirmative action because they don't really they shouldn't really be there academically so they're not meeting their academic requirements right correct So that's that's an alarming story. And this is why we need to ban affirmative action, because people need to not be in these schools and these colleges and paying this high tuition if they, you know, and taking on that debt if they can't be there. But then you've got a problem with all these ones that are getting these athletic scholarships, because then they still they still supposed to be going to class.
1: I know. And only 25 percent of the black players graduate from college versus eighty percent of the white students. Exactly.
2: So um so if you take away if you take away the affirmative action, those that are there not trying to be athletes, um, just remove affirmative action for academic reasons, that takes out a large part of the African American, the black population. And 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 then the ones that are left aren't gonna graduate anyway because they shouldn't be there academically. So uh, so the the bottom line here is that we've got uh, we've got a real problem with our black students be you know getting a, you know a, a proper education in K through 12.
1: Yeah, and the colleges are all for this cuz they they make money by their performance out on the field. So Well, they, uh, yeah they're motivated. To, to foster this program, which I think does a disservice to the Blacks. Well, it does
2: because, you know, the whole, the whole point is, I mean, we get the whole athletic program. I mean, I, you know, I'm from LSU. I mean, you know, our, our athletic program is huge, particularly football. But it, at its core, it's supposed to be about getting an education so that you can go on and earn a living. And and it also goes to show why affirmative action is a problem and why removing uh, SAT scores is a qualifier. Everybody getting an A, right? And none of these things that, that the left is pushing is, is of any help. And they know, and ultimately, I believe they know that. I believe they know that they're setting students up for failure because that keeps them on the, on the government dole. And then but and, and then in the meantime, they can still blame evil America when the problem is those that are in charge of our education system.
1: That's the problem. You're right. You're right.
2: I Thank you, Bob. I usually am. Go on.
1: Okay. <laughs> the Air Force Academy refused to answer an inquiry from Judicial Watch about their education policy on teaching systemic racism. They filed legal action in federal court to demand such information, and it's waiting for trial. Mm. This is under the effort of Judicial Watch against these Air Force Academy people who refuse to allow anything to be publicized as to what they're actually teaching these, these soldiers.
2: Well, you know, it just goes to to show how deep uh the cultural marxist movement is in the country to the to the, the point where I mean there was a time to where the Department of Defense was the only somewhat um uh, functioning department that we had and now it's just as as destroyed by the cancer of wokeism as everything else. Hat tip to judicial watch for trying to get uh the, the the truth out about what's going on there.
1: I agree. And here's something that's really shocking. Arizona, if you think back a few months ago, they passed a law, which was going to provide uh, school vouchers for any student who wanted to go to a different school other mm-hmm. than the public schools. Right. Every, every student was available to do that if they wished to, and it's a massive program, going to cost about billion a billion and a half dollars a year, but uh, a, bill, a million and a half. But it's. Um, it was well-received by the public. Yeah. Anyway, then you got the Democrat governor took over last month. And the first thing she's done now is to begin the effort to get rid of that and curtail it to just disadvantage students and and uh, kids who have problems physically, physical education. In other words, cut it down to about 10% of what they were starting to do under the Republican governor. Now, the same governor, however, decided she wanted to have illegals in the state get up to $40,000 each for them to attend college or university in that state. So they so should go from on the American students and let's give it to the illegals to go to college for free. Wow. And they expect that 2000 illegals will apply for this benefit. And uh, this is why this Governor Hobbs <sighs> just won that office. Well, and, she
2: uh, actually well, actually I think I think it was stolen from uh in my opinion it was stolen from uh Katie uh, K- Carrie Lake. Um oh, yeah. this is egregious. When we have Americans that can't afford to feed their own kids and they're going to take taxpayer money and give it to illegals to give them free colleges and universities. We are rewarding people who broke into our country, committed breaking and entering and now they get free while the rest of us uh, suffer, uh, while the rest of parents are suffering in this country. A minute and a half left, Bob.
1: Okay. Uh, in the name of equity, more and more companies now ignore educational achievement of job applicants. Mm-hmm. Admissions have largely been eliminated, so no one can have their feelings hurt. So they don't do well. So employers now only want to know the name of the degree, not the school connected to it. <laughs> <laughs> Even the military has dropped the need for a high school diploma. I didn't know that. I didn't either. Again, in the name of equity. Wow, mm-hmm. Th-
2: this is this is basically our entire nation. Now is one big uh, union shop, which are basically communist little com- microcosm of communism where everybody gets paid the same. Nobody has to work hard. There's no achievement, no incentive. And, you know, and, and this is not how this this nation was built. Uh, this nation was built on ambition and drive and work ethic, not on uh, this kind of mediocrity. Um, we've got 30 seconds left, Bob. Tell everybody about We the Kids.
1: We the Kids is a great organization. Again, I urge all the listeners to look it up. We Wethekids.us, and you can find out what they're doing and get some of their books and their materials to help teach your kids the history of America that they really need to know and be pride in this country and get uh, maybe even have neighbors' kids get involved in some program.
2: Bob, Bob Walters, we love you. Thanks so much. All right, you guys have a great weekend. I'm heading off, actually, to a little undisclosed location. But we'll be back Monday, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Stay safe on this Friday the 13th. Love you all. Peace out.